0: OK. The Life of the Monarch Butterfly. Um, and it just so happens that I, I didn't, as, as Kate was sharing, I didn't start out being a monarch, passionate, crazy person, but um, I was have been passionate about speaking to youth about drugs, and alcohol, and teen pregnancy, and gangs, and AIDS, and self-harm, and depression, and suicide, and all these lovely, delightful topics. <laughs> and I traveled for 23 years and went all over the United States. I was blessed. It was a real privilege and a real blessing. And I got to talk to about a million youth and adults, which was amazing. But this isn't about me. This is about monarch butterflies. But as you can imagine, when you're working on an area of life that is so serious, sometimes your heart gets kind of heavy. <laughs> and mine did. And I remember back in about March of 2010, I actually said a little prayer, and I said, God, what I really need something in my life that is light and airy and completely devoid of human frailty. Watch what you pray for. <laughs> because here I am as the dancer, and here I am as the speaker talking in front of a whole bunch of kids in an auditorium, and here I am with a ruptured appendix. No joke, two weeks, no more than two weeks after I did that prayer, I had a ruptured appendix. And I've been out like healthy as an ox my whole life. And it shocked the heck out of me. And I was smiling there, but I guarantee you, I didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) I did not mean it. (laughs) And for six weeks, I was out flat. For the first three weeks, I couldn't even walk very far. I could walk, however, to the one place that is also one of the real healing places in my life, and that was to the garden. I I sat in my garden, and I also loved to take pictures, and so I began to take a little, on my Canon PowerShot camera, I began to take photographs and video of things in the garden because all I could do was sit there and do this. That's about it. And lo and behold, something miraculous happened, and my prayer got answered because something caught my eye, and it was milkweed. And of course, milkweed is this... This is called tropical milkweed, which we see a lot of at, our, at Lowe's and Armstrong's. A lot of our nurseries sell it. It's got the orange and yellow flowers. It's got green leaves. But what else do you see on the milkweed? Lizzie what, and Jake, what do you see? What's on that milkweed? Yes! We see caterpillars! Now, I had never seen a monarch caterpillar before. How many of you have never seen one? You have all seen one. I'm impressed. Well, Okay. They are brilliantly colored, yellow, black, and white-banded caterpillars. Now, I always thought butterflies... How many of you love butterflies, first of all? (laughs) Every single hand. How can we not? What is it we love about butterflies? I began to ask myself that when I knew I was going to give this talk. What do I love about butterflies? I have been watching them diligently every day since my ruptured appendix in April 2010. I mean, literally every single day as they flutter through my garden. What do you love about them? Anybody got an idea? What? Can you adult tell me what he said? The the yes, yes, beautiful. Why else do people love them? Very delicate. Very delicate. Absolutely. They what? Fly. They fly. <laughs> How do they fly? That's right. He's been to my house. <laughs> well, I realize when I go outside, I have hummingbirds. I have butterflies. Hummingbirds make a bee line. Meow, <laughs> meow, meow. Right? But butterflies are unpredictable. They flutter and they. But they always know where they're going. We can tell, but we don't know where they're going. And something about them is very captivating. Like it captivates our free spirit, I think. And it did me. That's for sure. And here they are. They're colorful. Highly energetic and driven. I thought butterflies were beautiful. But then I decided that caterpillars, monarch butterfly caterpillars are too. Because they're extraordinarily energetic, busy, interacting. They have personality. You don't know that unless you're laid up for six weeks and all you can do is watch caterpillars. They're also ravenous. I mean ravenous. Monarch butterfly caterpillars, they're a caterpillar for two weeks. And in those two weeks, they will eat 32 major leaves. And they will grow 2,500 times larger than the day they're born. When they're born, they are no bigger than the piece of a, si- a piece of rice. And I think the aquarium will appreciate this. It's By the time they grow in two weeks to this full-grown size, they've grown as much as a human baby in two weeks. If it was to grow that much, it would be the size of a whale you saw that whale in the entry. If you took a human baby and it was that big in two weeks, that's what happens. Now, can you find the tiny egg? See that? That right there is a monarch butterfly egg, right there. They're tiny. And they are an egg for two weeks. That's where life starts. And it always starts for monarch butterfly on what plant? Milkweed. That's called the host plant. What that means is it is the absolute only plant that monarch butterflies will lay their egg on. It is also the absolute only plant that their caterpillars will eat. It is their host plant. Monarch caterpillars will not eat your tomato plants. They will not eat your roses. They will only eat milkweed. And that's kind of cool. That's why we can, you know, we can totally enjoy them. Now can you see the tiny baby caterpillar? See that little baby caterpillar? right there, see how little it is? That's about, that's about two days old, and this guy is about two weeks old. All right, so I got so inspired, I decided to plant lots and lots and lots of milkweed because I wanted to have more caterpillars. These are, these are seed pods right off the milkweed plant. And when they're mature, they pop open and out come over a hundred little seeds out of every single pod. And every single seed is attached to a little white parachute. And I'm telling you, all you've got to do is the slightest little breeze and they take off, like little fairies. It's beautiful. But milkweed knows how to propagate itself, I'll tell you. And I planted them. And I planted and got 400 baby seedling plants. That What you see on there is maybe one-fifth of the plants that I had in my garden. My entire patio was covered. And of course, I had them all in pony packs. And they grew. Oh, now what do you do? I went out and I got Dixie Cups, and I put holes in all of them, and I planted 400 Dixie Cup plants. And then I ran to every nursery in the community, and I got one-gallon containers. It was quite a journey. And what I found is that the female monarch butterflies love new, juicy seedlings, better than the big, full-grown plant. And they came, those females came, and they, I'm telling you, they laid lots and lots and lots and lots of Eggs. Now here you can see, this is the female. Look at her dropping. This is a picture. Every picture you see here, I took with my power canon power shot camera <gasps> in my garden. And here she is laying a seed. They drop their abdomen and she's laying a seed. And a female monarch butterfly will lay a thousand eggs in her lifetime. You're gonna I know the thought in your head is well, how long does she live? She lives about three to six weeks, and she will lay a thousand eggs one egg at a time. They don't cluster them. That's a lot of work. There she is again. Here's some live action, egg-laying. And she's laying her eggs right here on the flowers of the milkweed plant. And they are driven. I mean, I'm telling you, those caterpillars and those monarch butterflies, they know what they're here to do. She's laying all those eggs. And next, we will see her. She's actually right there on the seedlings. See her on the seedling? Dropping her abdomen. You can barely kind of catch it there. There she is laying her egg on those seedlings. So they covered my seedlings with eggs, which hatched lots and lots and lots of caterpillars. (laughs) I'm literally, I had thousands of caterpillars. And caterpillars are very very energetic and they will eat eat there you take a little plant one hour later meow, it's eaten down. And they aren't they are absolutely beautiful and energetic but not the smartest, you know, pencil in the in the box. So they would crawl off the plant and start crawling across my patio not knowing where they were going and of course they would just starve and die. So I spent 3 months, 3 times a day, picking caterpillars up off my patio and putting them on other plants. <laughs> And I got many, many, many beautiful butterflies out of it. Now, this is a, this is a milkweed plant before, and this is a milkweed plant after. <laughs> when you get caterpillars, they will eat everything off of it. So when you go and you plant milkweed in your yard, expect this. Enjoy this. This means you were successful. You successfully raised some beautiful butterflies if your plant looks like this. It will grow back. That's one of the beauties about milkweed. It grows back. Sometimes it will go dormant from December, January, February, March, somewhere in there, and not grow leaves until, say, April, March or April. Sometimes a plant will expire. But most, all season long, from April through usually December in Southern California, this plant will leaf out again. Now, 24 to 48 hours to crawl away and find where they want to make their chrysalis. And crazy as it is, I've had out of Hundreds of butterflies uh, caterpillars in my yard that have made chrysalis, maybe Five have ever made it on the milkweed plant. They crawl away. No, they don't crawl away. They run away They move so fast if I put a Caterpillar down here and he was ready to make his chrysalis and I came over and I said hi How are you? I came back. I go where the heck is that caterpillar? He could be in that amount of time over here I'm not kidding. They run so fast it'll blow your mind. And then I look away and I talk to someone else, and now he would be crawling up this wall and making his chrysalis under the ledge. They always make their chrysalis underneath leaves, ledges, underneath things. Crazy. That's what fascinated me. I enjoy their individuality. And this is what they look like right before they make their chrysalis. They droop, they're no longer in a J, and they look like they're dead. And then they make their chrysalis. Well, huh. How do they make their chrysalis? Let's take a look. Here's more music. He hangs upside down in a J. And they kind of wiggle around and wiggle around, and if you bump them, oof, they're uncomfortable. But then they suddenly... I was in my garden eight hours to catch this on video. Something amazing happens. Watch it. That skin splits open, and the chrysalis is on the inside. Is that crazy or what? It's going to shed its skin. It's almost like taking off your pajamas. Huh, kids? Slipping out of your pajamas? That skin. Now, this is real time again. This is how much time it really takes. In about five minutes, if you are not out there in your garden watching, you'll miss it. It It's slipping that skin right off. But as you'll notice, this chrysalis doesn't quite look right yet, does it? You can see that caterpillar in there. And now that skin is right there at the top, and it wiggles around just like this. Just wiggles and wiggles and wiggles. You can get rid of that old caterpillar skin. And it just will wiggle like crazy, right? Anybody who's seen this? Until that skin falls off. What a relief. They really seem like they're in relief. But then they continue to do what I call the wiggle wriggle dance. And they continue to do that a good 15 minutes. I think of it kind of like being stuck inside of a sleeping bag and somebody taking off your eyes, ears, feet, and hands. That's what it is. (laughs) So then they reshape themselves. It takes about a half an hour for them to wiggle and wriggle until finally... It keeps, you can watch it. it stretches a little infinitesimal amount. And then it'll, see, it stretch a little bit, and then it will shrink, and it does all this funny kind of morphing for 15 to 30 minutes. And it'll wiggle back and forth ever so little. It's, you know, like turning to mush right before your eyes. That's metamorphosis for you. And we think our lives are hard, huh? Yeah, we know what it is to go through life challenges. They do too. That's the other thing that really I embrace them for because, you know, they have to go through difficulties. Life is not easy. And they start to get comfortable. They stop wiggling after about 30 minutes, and the chrysalis is complete. And just like when it comes out of the chrysalis and it's wet, it's wet, and then all of a sudden it hardens. Now it's in there for two solid weeks. It won't move. It's hard. It's, and by the way, it is attached. By little silk threads that it spun out its little rear end, and that caterpillar crawled. That particular caterpillar crawled four feet from a flax plant. Here was the, the milkweed plant. Excuse me, and it—it's like us walking a mile. It went four feet over to find a place to hang on my, on my flax. And I—they seem to like big leaves to hang under my flax. I've had dozens and dozens of monarchs make their chrysalis there. Now this is the chrysalis a few days before it's going to be born. It begins to get clear, it thins. And you can begin to see the butterfly body inside. And this is the day it'll be born. You always know when you have a chrysalis, when it looks. You can see the leaves through the chrysalis. This is a day. And it will come out when it's hot, like 11 or 1. And here it is, one more birth. Now, oh, by the way, it's technically it's called eclose, E-C-L-O-S-E. We like to call it born, hatched. <laughs> and there it is. And you can see it's just this. in. Here it is, two hours old. It's testing its wings, just about ready to fly. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Monarch butterflies are wonderful, beautiful, amazing. Now, I often get asked by people who start raising monarch butterflies Well, I had these big caterpillars, they were fabulous, I loved watching them, and then they are all gone. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? They went to make their chrysalis, but where? Where'd they make it? Well, here it is on the flax. Here it is in the middle of some other crazy grassy bush. Very hard to find. You see the chrysalis here? Is it? Right there. That's on a succulent plant. They will hang from anything. Now, this is my sliding glass door. This is three caterpillars that made their chrysalis at the top of my sliding glass door. And they climbed a t- you know, what an eight-foot wall to get there. I mean, you just never know. But I will teach you real quick. All the kids, stand up. Stand up if you're a kid. If you're under 17, stand up. I'm going to teach you how you hunt for chrysalises, okay? You squat down like this, and you look up like this, and you go like that, and like that, and like that, and like that. That's how you find a chrysalis. And I'm not kidding. Have you? Have you done that to look for your chrysalises? You know you have. They're hiding somewhere, and you want to find them. And that's the beautiful chrysalis the day before. And here, of course, this was, um, this was a newborn. No, it's on my finger, right? This was a newborn butterfly. And that's exactly how they look, like 10 seconds old. And he was hanging on a chrysalis in my garden, and there was a strong wind. And as you know now, they have to hang for two hours for those wings to fill with the meconium off the, from the big body, pumping it in, and those wings will lengthen. And then they're all wiggly and wet, and can't, couldn't possibly fly for two hours till they harden. Well, I knew that wind was going to blow this poor little puppy right off that chrysalis, and it was going to die, because if they fall, they will be crippled, and within 24 hours they will starve to death and die. So I said, "What the heck, this is the first time I'd ever done this. They have these beautiful, nice long legs, and I stuck my finger here in, the, in his feet, and he grabbed on like crazy. It was beautiful, and he held on. He held on, no problem. Here he is, two hours old, and that day, I became a monarch midwife. <laughs> and hence, midwifed many butterflies into this world. I'm proud to say. But look at this. That's their feet. Can you see right here these two little, like teeny little claws? They have little hooks at the end of their feet, and they don't hurt at all. But they they love like to hook right into the grooves of human skin. I'm amazed. If I give it a choice when it's hanging, to hang on my finger or to hang on a plant, it chooses me. But I know why now. Because see, they, they taste with their feet. I taste good. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> now, here's another interesting thing about butterflies, monarch butterflies. Most, all butterflies, I think it's all butterflies, have what's called a proboscis. And that is a little tube. <coughs> It's like have you seen the horn that you blow and it goes bring and it curls it goes bring out and curls back in those 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 uh, you know you on uh, New Year's Eve okay that's what their their proboscis does and when they're hanging for those two hours especially the first I would say half hour when they've come out of the chrysalis you will see them hanging upside down and that little proboscis going bring 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 and I found out why when they're born that feeding tube is in two halves. And they go out and in, curl it out and in, in order to get the grooves on both sides of that proboscis to hook together to make a perfect tube. And if they fail to do that, they will also die within 24 hours. Now, isn't that interesting how challenging nature has made this beautiful, lilting little butterfly, how the challenges it has given it. By the way, another interesting fact. Moths, one of the things that makes them different from butterflies, moths do not have eating apparatus. Moths don't eat. There are a few exceptions. But as a rule, moths live two days to two weeks, and they live off the fat of the caterpillar, from the caterpillar. But butterflies do eat. They fly around and drink nectar. And so they can live four to six weeks. So that's pretty cool. Okay, so it's hanging for two hours. And then I got so inspired that I was I became a monarch butterfly citizen scientist, and I learned to tag these lovely creatures. And from while well, just two hours, I learned to handle them, and after they're two hours old, not quite able to fly, you can very gently hold on to your butterfly. This little tag is about the size of an end of, the, of an eraser on a pencil. And each one has a unique number on it. So you can tag your butterfly, and wherever it flies away, someone may find it. And then they'll be able to f- know exactly how, where and how far it flew. Isn't that interesting? Because scientists, now I've been working with the University of Georgia and Cal Poly San Luis Obispo on this research project called Project Monarch Health. And we are testing them, not only tagging them, but testing them for a parasite called OE because it can cause them to be born deformed. And it, it's something they're, they're trying to study and understand. It is not an epidemic. It's not like the bees dying. Not to worry. But they are studying it. And um, they, I, I asked them, all these scientists at these universities, do you know where they go after they're born? They said, well, we have no idea. We have no idea if they stay in your garden or go someplace else. So uh, in April, I tagged about eight butterflies. Not one of them came back. <laughs> Not one of them showed up in my garden again. Not one. Isn't that interesting? So I don't know who's, but I'm getting butterflies. So I don't know whose butterflies I might be getting your butterflies. <laughs> and you might be getting mine. Watch for my tags. Now, many people want to know what's a male and what's a female. Now, if you go home with nothing else but this information, people are going to think you are really, really, you know, some nature god or goddess, okay? Because you'll know now. A male has two little black dots on his wings near the bottom of his body. They're called sex scales. They don't have any function other than to tell us as humans that they're male or female. How do you like that? Now you can also tell by their behavior, of course, because the females will be on the milkweed laying eggs. And you ever see? You've all, I'm sure you've all seen two butterflies going like this, or three at the chaser. That's the male. <laughs> He's chasing females. That's his job. And yes, they do have a love life. These are two happily married butterflies. And not to make you men feel inadequate, but they sit together like that for six to eight hours. So how long does a monarch butterfly live? Check this puppy out. (laughs) Don't feel sorry for this guy. (laughs) He chased more tail, more butterfly tail in my backyard than you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) But he lived a good, long life. You can see he's got a tear here. He's got got a tear here. He's all jaggedy. Most likely, some cat got a hold of him. He could still fly just fine. He could still mate just fine. (laughs) And they live about three to six weeks. Well, there's a little caveat. There are four generations of monarch butterflies per year. The first three, it starts in about April. And the first three live four to six weeks. And if you add it all up, you've got two weeks as an egg, two weeks as a caterpillar, two weeks in a chrysalis, four to six weeks as a butterfly. You're three months, three months, three months. Your butterflies that are born in October, they are the migrating monarchs. Now, all of the butterflies, I think I have, let me make sure. I'm going to have a map for you shortly. There we go. Well, we'll come back to more discussion on that. Because first, I've also asked, do butterflies have enemies? Well, I will tell you, birds will not eat monarch caterpillars or monarch butterflies. Does anybody know why? Why? You're right. They taste really bad. They, The milkweed makes them poisonous. Good job. Give them a round of applause. So, no, birds are not their enemies, but I came out on my patio, and don't let this make you feel bad, kids, because these butterflies were already dead, so I didn't have to see them suffer, but a butterfly, there was a huge spider web, and this big old monster spider had caught the butterfly in his web, and I watched, and I watched him crawl up his web, close the wings, and wrap it all up in spider web, crazy, crazy. But even more often, one of their bigger predators is the praying mantis or wasps. Wasps will come and grab the caterpillars. But praying mantis, ooh, they'll eat caterpillars and they will eat butterflies. Check this out. It's a butterfly. And I taped this right out my patio. Me, oh, me, oh, me. Oh, my. Beware of strangers that sit real still. Because they may mean danger or wish you ill. That praying mantis only ate the body. Mr. Praying Mantis has his place in the garden. Though a butterfly might say, I beg your pardon. Insects are mind-boggling creatures for sure. And the garden, a special place to explore. Now, we can all help monarch butterflies. And I think you know how. We plant milkweed, right? Plant milkweed. And be prepared to let those caterpillars eat it up. And I do want you to know, here we can also plant the seeds. And for every one of you, if you go in the gift shop, I have a little baggie filled with over 100 seeds for you to take home and plant in your garden. So before you leave, stop in the the gift shop, please, and get your free baggie of seeds. Now we also need to plant nectar plants because butterflies need to have nectar to suck out of flowers. And they love nectar. They love nectar out of lantana and yarrow and salvia and a lot of flowers. And here we see, you actually see a monarch butterfly drinking nectar out of lantana. They really like lantana, but their favorite food, it's still the flowers on the milkweed plant. That's where they'll go most of the time. Now watch for its proboscis. See if you can see it. See it there? Digging right into those milkweed leaves and eating... Oh, and here's a good, you can really see, these are all in my little backyard, and he's eating, eating away, eating away. And that's a boy. See those little black dots? There you go. Now, I talked about the four generations every year of monarch butterflies. That fourth generation that's born in October migrates. Now, all the butterflies east of the Rocky Mountains. We're talking Canada, all the Midwest, and the East Coast. They fly, they do that miraculous migration. They fly 3,000 miles down to the mountains in Mexico. It's the most, it's the longest migration of any insect and almost, of you know, most creatures. It's astounding. It's something that nobody knows how they know how to get there because the same butterfly never makes it all the way back. And they will fly all the way down there and they will hang in these big, big bunches, just like this. 5,000, 10,000 in a bunch. Five years ago, they had a billion, with a B, a billion monarch butterflies fly down and hang in the trees, in the mountains in central Mexico, and they hung for six to nine months. They don't eat, they don't fly, they don't mate. They just keep each other warm until they know that the snow is gone, and it's going to be warm enough for them to come back, for milkweed to grow, and for them to start propagating again. And they will fly back, they'll fly up, well, they'll mate down there, and the females come back to, say, Upper Mexico, Lower Texas, the Lower New Mexico, all those are, And they need milkweed to plant their, seed, their eggs on right there and then to start the next generation. And then that generation will mate, and they'll start back up, and maybe, you know, the central states, central plain states, they need milkweed, plant their eggs, grow new, new caterpillars. What's happened in the last five years is that ethanol became a major product, Right? And so farmers all throughout the Midwest plowed down all the wild milkweed to plant corn to make ethanol. And they also created a, a, a special hybrid of corn that could tolerate more herbicide, more in, you know insect-killing pesticide. So you take away the milkweed, and you add pesticide, and our monarch butterflies cannot lay their eggs. They cannot grow caterpillars. As a result, this year, in Mexico, rather than a billion monarch butterflies, all they had were 33 million. That's a loss of 98%. It is is at the most serious possible level it could be. Now, Canada and the US and Mexico, some scientists have met and are talking about trying to create milkweed corridors. Uh, they're talking about talking to the Departments of Transportation and states and saying, please plant milkweed along all your highways, but if you can get involved in any way whatsoever to encourage planting milkweed way stations throughout the Midwest, please do so. Now, California butterflies are different. California Our butterflies, if they migrate, they will migrate up to Central Coast California, Pismo Beach, Ventura, Santa Cruz. All those different areas, and they will hang. We get about one hundred and fifty thousand. We have a small, no, much smaller colony with a population of monarchs, and they will hang just December, January, mid-February, three little months. They wake up, they're back. We also have a whole lot a number of monarch butterflies in Southern California. Our weather is so nice; they never leave at all. <laughs> as long as the milkweed will leaf out, they'll hang around. And this is their migratory path, as you can see. All of those west of, east of the Rocky Mountains go all the way down to Mexico and here along the West Coast, go to Central California. So here we have our beautiful monarch butterfly. They inspire us. They're really a wonderful role model to become all we are meant to be. They go through all kinds of challenges as I've talked about this evening. But they stay determined, they stay directed, they stay on life purpose and become something miraculous, just like us. They also help pollinate flowers and fruits and vegetables. Their very, butterflies as a whole are as important to pollination as bees. Don't they surprise and delight us? That's for sure. They grace our gardens and our lives with colorful beauty. And they are sweet creatures if you ever have one on your finger. It's delightful. I truly believe they are a gift from nature of beauty, creativity, and energy to inspire each and every one of our lives. So plant milkweed be entertained, amused, and inspired. And I want to thank you with all my heart for letting me share my delightful and wonderful monarch butterflies. Go get your free seed packets in the gift shop. And I want to thank you for letting me share.